dance. Damn, now every song's got a rapper dance. I know where I'm supposed to be. <laughs> Not who I'm told to be. When I follow my dream, yeah, I'll be exactly where I'm supposed to be. <laughs> I know where I'm supposed to be. Yeah. Not who I'm told to be. The original Jew. When I follow my dream, I'll be exactly where I'm supposed to be. Hi, everybody. And this is great because we have an additional segment of a green real talk for you here. Because what we're talking about now is upcoming camps and the ways that the the camp world is working with college coaches and where college coaches will actually show up. So if you're looking to get in front of college coaches in more than just one school, right, instead of going to the school camp, there are places that you can go that like that are showcases. I know that Chicagoland, the Chicagoland showcases, Northwestern's been doing this for years and it's attracted a lot of kids, but there are other options other than the Chicagoland showcase. Like Alan, you mentioned Lindenwood. Yeah. So Lindenwood is kind of the, I think the, uh, what I would call, they are the prototype of what a mega camp is these days. So Lind, you know, what I was saying is that, you know, Wisconsin, like Northwestern hosts a camp and there's a lot of schools there, a lot of great academic schools too, because they know that's the type of prospect that Northwestern attracts. However, you get Northwestern and then it goes to Mac schools, CS schools, you know, a lot of the Ivy Leagues come, Patriot League schools come, but you don't get other Big Ten schools because uh, just they're not going to come to Northwestern campus and, and evaluate at one of their camps. So what you see more now is a smaller school like a D2, D3 NAIA school will host a camp and then all the uh, Power 5 type programs will show up to that. So Lindenwood is a good example of that. Lindenwood's hosting a camp on June 1st and 2nd and a lot of schools are going to be there partly because St. Louis is one of the hot recruiting areas in the country right now. So Iowa, Minnesota, Texas, Penn State, Illinois, Ohio State, Iowa State, Missouri, Indiana, UCF, Arkansas, Kansas, Nebraska, Arkansas State, Western Michigan, Kentucky, Wyoming, Central Michigan, all are going to be at that camp. Uh, there's others. It goes on for pages and pages. Then down to Cornell is going to be there. Um, Butler is going to be there. Colter Stockton. So you're talking about all levels of football from Ohio State all on down are going to be at that camp. So that's a good chance for kids to go and get in front of uh, more than one school and more than one level of football. I would say that the caveat on that is if you're really serious about a school, uh, you may be better off going to their campus. For instance, if it's your dream to go to Nebraska, um, you'll probably get more one-on-one time by going to their camp. But if you're just a kid who's looking to see where you stand and you want to get looked at by more schools, uh, a lot of schools at one time, then these mega camps are absolutely the best way to go. And uh, this year, Iowa is actually hosting a showcase um, for their camp as well and inviting other FCS and D2, D3 schools. So it's very similar to that Northwestern field. Are you seeing more um, of the big colleges doing that as well? Oh, absolutely, because no kid wants to go. Most kids don't want to go where it's just one school. And it attracts, you know, different kids, and I think it helps kids to be able – and it helps the other schools you know, within Iowa to be able to come to Iowa everybody in one spot and not make kids have to go to several different camps so yeah that that format is becoming more popular you don't see a lot of camps anymore where there's just one school there 
Um, and uh, a lot of the big, like I, I live in Michigan, so you know a lot of the MAC schools and the D2 and D3 schools in the state are always at Michigan and Michigan State, for instance. You know, Trevor, this is something that, you know, with most of the kids that we work with here, and like I've told you, I think there's a lot of FCS-level kids that slip through the cracks in Iowa because, you know, it's, again, not heavily recruited. The schools that do recruit it that are at that level are some of the best in the country, so they might as well be FBS programs like North Dakota State, UNI, and Western Illinois. Um, and so many kids, though, when I ask them, you know, what camp are you going to this summer, what camps, Iowa, Iowa State, UNI, and they just – it's not something they really think about. Just think it's absolutely paramount if they have any interest, to, and most of them do. When you ask them, play at the highest level possible that they can play at. They get out and be seen by these other coaches. There's 150 plus or minus 20. I'm not sure. Uh, FCS programs, and there aren't that many of them, you know, right here. So, Alan, what, when you go to a camp of that size, and you're not, you know, the four or five star kid. So you're trying to catch the eye of the, for example, the, the MAC coach, FCS coach, the D2 coach. You know, and that's a huge range of, because I don't think people realize how great you have to be to get a, you know, a MAC scholarship. But what's the best way to go about catching those coaches' eyes? Is there a way? I mean, yeah, the best way is to, to perform well, I guess, but there's, there's more to it than just that. I would intro- absolutely introduce yourself prior to the camp to as many coaches as you can. So that when there's 400 kids out there on that field and you start doing one-on-ones, they can say, hey, that was the kid that shook my hand. That was the kid from such and such high school that came up and talked to us. That gives them a little bit of a basis of knowing who you are. If they're trying to figure out who you are on the fly, you know, they'll probably, they probably will eventually, but it certainly helps if they've already met you. So shake as many hands, introduce yourself, tell them what school you're from, tell them what year you are, do those things uh, before the camp and, and certainly during the camp too, uh, that will help your cause. And then you got to be aggressive about taking reps. You got to, you know, eventually you're going to have to do something that makes you stand out from the pack. When people ask me, when you go to a camp, there's so many kids out there. How do you start to even figure out who can play and who can't? I say that, you know, you're not you're just looking for anything that looks different than everybody else. If you're on a field of 400 kids and there's you know, 50 to 60 to maybe at a really good camp, 100 kids that are going to play college football on that field. Those that those handful of kids should look and perform a little bit differently than everybody else. So what are you going to do that makes you stand out from the rest of the pack? I think you know, it's different for every kid. Some kids, that's because they're really strong. Some kids, because they're really fast. Some kids, because they're really skilled at their position. But you got to do something that, that makes you, uh, that separates you from everybody else. So, hey, Alan, the, the other thing about camps that I've seen is, have you seen where states now, like state high school associations, are having their own showcases? Uh, yes, a little bit. Wisconsin does that. I know they have a, a WFCA combine, and that allows them to, to have some control over it and uh, know that it's being run a certain way, know that the money, I think, is being repurposed a certain way. It's, you know, this just allows them control so they're the really the one wisconsin is the only one that i've really seen do that um and in some other cases the state athletic associations have supported other organizations that they know are doing a good job and but then in other cases you know it ranges in some states the state high school athletic association wants absolutely nothing to do with recruiting or camps or any of that gotcha so 
as far as upcoming, right? A kid could get um, just messages from many different schools saying, "Hey, come to our camp. We have these these people." How? What's some tips on evaluating that sort of thing? Yeah, it is hard because they're all gonna they all want you there, and um, you know, even if you're not a prospect for them, there's other schools there that that will probably want to see you, and it makes their camp better. And it's hard to know if they want you there to evaluate you for a scholarship or maybe they've already they're already thinking about you as a preferred walk on or something like that you're going to get more invitations probably than you can go to uh, so i always say you got to choose a few that are realistic and this is where you have to be honest with yourself and say where do i think i fit in not everybody can play at ohio state um do i think i'm that kind of player if you think there's a possibility of that then you go there um and, and you got to pick schools that you think that if they offered you you would go there as well. Don't just go chasing after. Um, don't go chasing after schools just to pick up offers. You have to think about would I would I go there if I was given the opportunity. But I do also think that you go only go through the process once, and you're only going to get so many chances to live out your dream. So even if they're not, let's just say you grew up um, and your dream was to go play at UCLA, and you're a kid from Iowa. I don't think there's anything wrong with going out there and, and trying to camp as long as it, you know, as long as the resources and the money make sense. Take a shot at your dream. If your dream was to go to Iowa, go camp in front of Iowa and at least know that you gave it your best shot. So how I always think that you could set your camp schedule is pick a good handful of schools that are realistic for you to earn an offer from. Pick a few places where you might get seen by other schools and then sprinkle in a couple of this is dream, take a shot at it throw up a Hail Mary, I'm going to go get in front of my dream school, just so that you can check that off your list, and then you never know. that It happens for kids, a small handful of kids every year that they show up at a camp, blow it away, and the next thing they know, they've gone from, you know, I didn't have any offers, any interest to, I'm playing in the Big Ten. That's great advice. I'm positive that that is so valuable, because a lot of kids, I think, and their parents are kind of afraid of, why would we go there? I don't think we have any chance. And and just experience, remembering that this is one time, and go enjoy it. Yeah, and you never know, and and so you don't want to go through your whole life wondering, uh, you know, what would have happened if I had camped there. At least you know. And I think the other thing too at, at these camps, um, we look at it entirely from a recruiting perspective sometimes. But you know, if going to Iowa's camp and getting coached by Kirk and his staff makes you a better high school football player, if they teach you. You know, if you spend the day at Iowa and you can take something back to your high school that will help you in the fall, and you probably will, um, then it was worth, you know, the 40, 50 bucks that you paid for camp and the few hours you spent out there. So I think sometimes we get caught up in these camps are all about recruiting, and that is a big part of it. But you also get great instruction and great coaching and great competition uh, at some of these places as well. So it's not all just about going and trying to earn an offer. There is there is some experience there and some valuable information you can pick up. That's great advice. You'd be short and sweet. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I can't say much more than that, you know, especially when even even for other sports where uh, in a lot of cases there may not be national um, showcase events um, where the best thing you can do is go to a camp, you know, um, observing people at that institution, seeing if you'd like the campus. Those all those are all things that really are critical to making this a life changing decision, 
right? It's like buying a house. Right. And you get to work, you get to get coached by these coaches. So you understand, you get to experience, you know, Hey, I, I did this drill wrong in camp and I really don't like how that coach, uh, handled that. But I did when I, I didn't do something right at this camp. I really liked how that coach explained it. Or I just learned more from this coach. Our, our styles meshed up. It's kind of like teachers. You know, you learn more from some teachers. You vibe more with certain teachers than others. And you get more out of those classes as a result. You get to assess that when you go to camp and work personally with these coaches during the drill. I think a lot of kids don't, uh, in, in other sports very much because of, just for instance, for whatever reason, this, area is very good the per capita number of division one volleyball players why volleyball i'm not sure but it's probably higher than any other sport in this eastern iowa area uh and a lot of these girls have several options but when they go to camps they always have or when they even are talking to a coach uh, their mindset is so they, they get nervous like they're on a job interview and i try to remind them that they should also be interviewing them you know, this is a two-way street. Obviously, you want to show the coach the, res- the due respect, um, but you also want to see if you dive with this person. Can you have this person be your coach for four or five years? Uh, you know, do you, as a parent, do you want your child, you know, this person's almost going to be like a surrogate parent uh, away from home. Do you want them, What you know, whether it be from the character, moral standpoint, whatever you, is important to you, you know, evaluating those things and not just looking at the, the volleyball component or just the school component, but what's ultimately going to make a student athlete happy in, in my experience is are they enjoying their experience? And a big part of that is going to be the, the coach and the, the culture they've established there. Yeah, I, I agree with you completely. You know, I, I try to stay out of this whole when parents and kids and stuff ask me all the time, like, what should I do? Where should I go? And I try to stay completely out of that. But one thing I always say is, you know, the football part is easy, I think. A lot of these kids have played football their whole lives, or they're just such naturally gifted athletes that football is going to, actually playing football between the lines is going to be the easiest thing that you do. The hard part is going to class, getting up and going to film first, and working out, and then going to class, staying awake and meeting, and doing all those things. So if you're not happy socially, you're not happy with how you're living and where you are, it makes it harder to do all of those things. And, and like we mentioned before with those five stars, a lot of the reason those guys haven't panned out isn't because they're not good at football. All those other things, and, and, and you're, you know, you talking about assessing the culture and the feel of the sport, right on. It is tough to, uh, I've yet to meet a 18 year old who, you know, goes away from home, whether it be 200 miles or 2,000 miles, and doesn't experience some level of homesickness. Um, you know, it's just there's obviously being slightly homesick and then. <laughs> leaving. Uh, and there's a million factors that could go in, into how one leads to the other. Uh, but it, it's going to happen. And I think if you've, you know, really done your homework and know that you're going to be, uh, comfortable there, you, you've met this, your teammates several times and, uh, feel comfortable with them. You know, you usually tell kids, I think you're just going to know in your gut. There's some groups of guys that you immediately enjoy being around and others will immediately know I don't want to be a part of this. And sometimes it's, it's that simple, but it, there's obviously no perfect answer to that question. So I always think that's up to the kid and the, and the parents and hopefully they make the best decision for them. I agree. So, Hey, thank you guys again for um, talking with us. JC, great insight. Alan, great insight. 
And uh, hey, everyone, remember to check out Alan and Steve Wilfong on their uh, next B1G podcast, right? Notorious. Notorious B1G. Notorious B1G. All right. It's like Biggie. Yeah. We'll, we'll explain that to the kids. Uh, <laughs> right. Then you guys get it. We're dating ourselves. <laughs> right. So the Notorious B1G podcast, you know, all about the Midwest recruiting. So, hey, this has been Recruiting Real Talk. If you like what you hear, check us out on iTunes, CastBox, Stitcher, any of the podcasting um, apps out there. And, uh, you know, shoot us some questions, give us some feedback, and thank you so much for listening. For Alan True and JC Moreau, I'm Trevor Bowlers. Goodbye. Now every song's got a rapper dance. I know where I'm supposed to be. Not who I'm told to be. When I follow my dream, I'll be exactly where I'm supposed to be. I know where I'm supposed to be. Not who I'm told to be. The original joke. When I follow my dream, I'll be exactly where I'm supposed to be. I wish I followed my dream when I first had the chance. I wish I could ever seen a life of passing a glance.